morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Monday, March 6th. Happy birthday to the Oreo cookie! On this date in 1912, Oreos made their debut. And on this date in 1981, one network news anchor's retirement changed the look of TV news. Can you guess which news anchor I'm talking about? I'll have that answer coming up. But first, let's see if that weather forecast is looking good for the start of our week. And good Monday morning to you. Meteorologist Joey Sovine here. Small chance of a shower this morning, early this afternoon. A lot of you will stay dry. will be a warm day starting out in the 50s and 60s this morning. Mid to upper 70s for high temperatures by this afternoon. Now, tomorrow will be the warmest of this week at 84 degrees. Under a mostly sunny sky and the cooler, but sunshine on Wednesday. Highs only in the mid-60s, so we're going to cool from the 80s to the 60s. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday going to be in the 60s each of those days. We're bringing a best rain chance all week on Friday. Right now, it looks like we'll dry out as we head toward the weekend. It is spring forward weekend, so Saturday night, we'll turn those clocks ahead one hour. 75 Saturday, 66 on Sunday. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast. Powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now, let's get to your morning headlines. An intersection in Berkeley County is the site of nearly two dozen collisions. Our Andrew Rowan is here in studio. So, Andrew, residents are wondering when something's going to change. They are. Good morning. I was at the scene of a deadly crash on Black Tom Road one week ago. But for the people who live nearby, it wasn't a surprise. They said it was only a matter of time until someone died. Take a look at this intersection. It doesn't take long to realize it's dangerous. It's become unbearable. Lisa Michelson would know. She's lived down the road for over 35 years. People are blowing the horns. They're on your tail. They're not wanting you to stop. They're not wanting you to yield. Um, it's very nerve-wracking going through that intersection. It's an uncommon configuration. The two-way traffic driving straight down Blacktom Road has to yield to an extension. When no one understands the yield sign, and you're always waiting for an accident to happen. And last week, we covered the worst. The crash happened around 6.30 this morning. It left two people dead and sent three people to the hospital. It was devastating. It, it made me sad. It made me angry. Tom Fernandez is an attorney who lives nearby. That intersection's now obviously failing. His client was involved in one of the at least 20 collisions here just in the last five years. It's scary. He's sharing dash cam video of a close call. They're on Block Tom Road. They're on Block Tom Road. And you see they have yield signs and they don't yield. That's how those collisions are happening. After the deadly crash, Berkeley County put up this sign. Residents say it's a start, but it should not be the final solution to the problem. The Department of Transportation knows that it's an issue and they're ignoring the intersection. SCDOT says the intersection is not configured for a traffic signal and that it recently addressed signage and pavement markings. They also said Berkeley County could reconfigure the intersection, but at their own expense, and it seems like that's what's going to happen. Berkeley County said improvements were on the one-cent sales tax referendum passed in November, but details on a timeline are not available. It's now forcing Berkeley County government to actually allocate our own funds to fix a state road. For Michelson, there's no way at night you can see a dark sign with no lights around it. A fix can't come soon enough. And I don't understand why it's taken so many deaths for something to happen. Hoping now, rubber meets. The advice for drivers at this intersection, or really anywhere, is to slow down. Andrew Rowan, Live 5 News.
Thanks, Andrew. The FBI Columbia Field Office is investigating a suspicious death that happened aboard a cruise ship that ports here in Charleston. According to an FBI spokesperson, crew members of the Carnival Cruise Sunshine were told about an unresponsive woman February 27th. Life-saving measures were attempted, but the woman died on the ship. The ship ported in Charleston on Saturday. Officials say the incident was isolated and there was no threat to the other passengers. New this morning, the coroner is releasing the name of a man who died in a crash on the interstate. The Highway Patrol is reporting yesterday morning's crash involved a tractor trailer. Troopers say the crash happened around 2.15 on I-26 near mile marker 204. The tractor trailer was parked on the shoulder of the eastbound side when an SUV driven by LeVon Frost ran off the side of the road and hit the tractor trailer. Frost died at the scene. The Charleston County Coroner is also releasing the name of the victim in a Saturday afternoon crash. Martin Sanchez Sanchez died at the scene of Rivers Avenue near Haines Street around 2.30 that afternoon. Police had the area near Trident Tech blocked off for several hours. Details of what led up to the crash has not yet been released. Ridgeville officials have issued a boil water advisory until further notice. Residents are being asked to boil water before drinking and cooking. A message on the town's website says the advisory is due to the, quote, complete loss of pressure on the water system caused by unforeseen circumstances. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention advise people to use bottled water or water that has been brought to a rolling boil for at least a minute and then allowed to cool. This means you may also want to stock up on some <clears throat> bottles of water for other things like brushing your teeth as well. As for now, the town estimates that the advisory will be lifted sometime later today. Governor Henry McMaster has declared this week South Carolina Severe Weather and Flood Safety Week. The South Carolina Emergency Management Division and the National Weather Service are sponsoring the week to remind people that severe storms, tornadoes, and flash floods are significant hazards here in the Palmetto State. And you need to take proper safety measures. Each day this week, SCEMD and NWS will focus on different topics related to severe weather safety. One highlight of the week will be the annual statewide tornado drill. The National Weather Service will require weekly test code RWT during the drill, which is set for Wednesday at 9 a.m. The South Carolina Department of Health and Human Services has announced a grant program for hospitals here in South Carolina that will expand access to crisis stabilization services. This would include funds for hospitals to build specialized hospital-based emergency departments as well as behavioral health observation units. Our Samantha Popovic joins us live in downtown Charleston. So Samantha, can you tell us how this will change traditional protocol for emergency department care? Good morning. This $35 million behavioral health crisis stabilization program will benefit patients experiencing behavioral health episodes, including mental health and substance abuse. The South Carolina Department of Health and Human Services says over the past few years, South Carolina has seen an increase in the number of people using emergency rooms to address a behavioral health crisis, whether that be substance or mental health. They say they have been looking closely at their behavioral health delivery system in the state and have seen it is fragmented. The South Carolina Department of Health and Human Services says they have made efforts over the past year. Those efforts came after they had heard from the MUSC Pediatric Emergency Room that they were seeing six patients a day for behavioral health needs. They said they have partnered with the Department of Education in the last year in an effort to improving mental health counseling for students. The department found 
on account that, that children are seven times more likely to access a behavioral health service if it is in their school than they are outside of school. South Carolina Department of Health and Human Services Director of Communications and Public Relations Jeff Leeritz says the state is trying to facilitate a process within the emergency department that keeps emergency rooms open for patients experiencing acute illness and trauma. He says their overall goal is to have a triage center where patients can be stabilized within 24 hours so they can receive proper care for the first critical 72 hours that has behavioral or mental health resources attached to it. Emergency room is the most expensive place to to treat somebody. Um, we want to uh, make sure that we're using emergency rooms for um, for incidents that that require that level of care. Um, but we also want to make sure that if somebody's in a behavioral health crisis, that they're um, that we're able to appropriately triage them and link them to the right step down um, type of care. Grover St. Francis Hospital psychiatrist Dr. Sarah Coker says this grant will change the traditional process of inpatient behavioral care, making it a quicker process for patients who are waiting for a hospital bed. So if this grant goes to building more crisis stabilization type units where maybe it's a mix of observation, they're not sitting in an ER, they're still getting adequate attention care, but also not waiting for a bed at a psychiatric hospital that can provide more access, more resources, better care. The South Carolina Department of Health and Human Services says their goal is to have grants selected for hospitals chosen by June of this year. They have not set a limit for the amount of funding being dispersed to these hospitals. Reporting live in downtown Charleston, Samantha Popovics, Live 5 News. Thanks for listening to Morning, Y'all. Produced every weekday morning. You can listen and subscribe at live5news.com slash podcast. And download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.